It's Larry here of Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the Xbox Podcast. What a week it's been. 20th anniversary of Xbox. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And not only that, Phil Spencer's coming back on the show with the GM of Dice, Oscar Gabrielson, to talk about Battlefield. So we've got Battlefield, we have Halo, we have games, we have 20th anniversary, and now we have Jeff. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Bringing up the, the rear, the caboose of, of this week's <laughs> Xbox podcast. This is the well, this is the second show. Of course, we had one on Monday for the 20th anniversary, little surprise action with uh, Phil came on. We had the the folks from Halo to talk about their news. So it was it was lovely. And so it's great to be back in the studio again, but this time with you. But unfortunately, again, no Rebecca. She'll be back on our next show. All right. Y'all. I mean, so I mean, if if we miss Rebecca, yeah. We miss Rebecca's mom, you know, watching the show. We can see one fewer viewer you know, these past couple of weeks and it's definitely stood out in the metrics, but, it but is. we get filled twice in a week. I think, I think we can be okay with that. You only get that once in a while. And I, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was just so good to talk to him on, you know, on Monday about the 20th anniversary. And it's, uh, we've been playing, we tried, we did, we, we tried playing Halo the other night. We were doing a little bit of that. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeffrey. What? No, I just, I just what a week. Like, let's just take this in. Yeah. Like, like it's 20th anniversary of Xbox, 20th anniversary. I've, of, look at this. Halo. Yes, I. You know, I have this. It is this, this sweatshirt, and this is an original sweatshirt. This isn't like this isn't like a c- classic. This is like the original that I got when I first joined the team. I've had it for this many years. Yeah, I think I think I I only have stuff because you know I've been here eight years actually. Congratulations! Just, to, just hit my anniversary. Thank you. Uh, so forty percent, very neatly forty percent of the history of Xbox, and so I only have like my oldest shirt is is it's definitely faded here. But it's uh, from the Xbox One generation, the first sort of gear that we, we official gear we put out. I have a bunch of gears stuff, but yes, I think the headline is Jeffrey. You and I'm not so worried about you, but I'm worried about me. I'm worried about me. Is it still fits after 20 years? <laughs> hey, <laughs> right? That's good. That's exactly. good. I mean, no, I don't. We can't. We can only see so much. That could be a crop. Sweatshirt no, right now. Crop hoodies are don't stand up. Crop crop hoodies are very in, in style right now. It fits. It absolutely fits. Well are done. they? Well done. Are they? Oh I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, I don't know. My kids got that's that's the end of the look. And I'm like, it's like 40 degrees out. But you know what? Kids are gonna do what they're gonna do. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, incredible week. This may also be the best week for FBS shooters, like in in Xbox history with both right. Battlefield and Halo. That's pretty much what we've been playing, uh, both of those over, over the course of the last week and having just so much fun, uh, like both like sort of reliving sort of our past glory days and like, you know, the best memories I feel like that I've had since I've started here and even just going back is, you know, playing games like we, we were super into Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1942. Uh, before I started working here, I was a, a big fan of, of course, you know, Halo 3 and Halo 2 and, uh, Tons of Halo Five we played together, and and yeah. the Master Chief Collection having new entries from both, like back to back, and it's interesting, you know, seeing how they're they're different, and we get different feels from both, and just alternating back and forth has just been super fun. Uh, I just need to get better at both yeah. of them. Seems to be my yeah, you're doing pretty good. Right we, we had a wait, wait a minute, we had a pretty good run over the weekend playing Battlefield. We had a lot of fun doing that, didn't we? I mean, dro- you know, dropping in from above and hitting the top, and we tried some of the new modes. Right, where we had to we yes. use the scanner yes. to find the chips, and it was fun. Yeah, we. I think we we had a, a good time with that. I think uh, sort of. 
I got to work on my timing. And so my favorite thing is being an engineer, although I've really gravitated towards the one of the, the medic characters uh, so far in Battlefield. But um, that sort of feel of like, when do you bail out of the tank? Because it's taken a beating, you know, there's like, (laughs) exactly. And and I keep having the same thing, which is either I stay one second too long and it goes, or I hop out and I'm like, I'm getting out this time. And then it's like, oh wait, it didn't blow up. And then somebody took it. Somebody stole it from you. Right. Right. Yeah. It's happened more than once. So, uh, really enjoying that. I know we're going to continue to keep playing, uh, you know, all through the week, but it's just been like awesome. And I'm just thinking about. What was really fun for me on Monday, especially, is just on Twitter and on Instagram specifically, people going through and talking about their their Xbox memories, and yeah. and I, I ended up focusing really on just like the last eight years because you know very top of mind for me. But I, it made me wonder. I was thinking about this this morning, Larry. Like, what is your first Xbox memory? Like, I'm assuming it's probably more than twenty years ago that you probably first heard of this. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, what was your first? I've heard almost all of your stories. I, I will tell you this one. I don't think you've ever heard this one. Um, the first Xbox story was December 2001. I was not working on the Xbox team. And I came home, and it was Christmas, and my wife bought me the original Xbox. So you weren't there day one. No. You, you came on a little bit later. I came on a little bit later. And I was working at a separate part of Microsoft. Now, the funny part of it was, and I, I, I have hold told this story it's a bookend with my wife and i because when we first got married i'll never forget this and i i I apologies for any generalizations but here it is uh in the when we first got married she she you know we got married went on the honeymoon the whole thing we moved into my apartment which was my apartment uh you know she moved in with me uh was and then it became our apartment and i was at work one day jeff and i came back and i wanted to play my Super Nintendo or my um, Sega Genesis. And I came home. We've all been there. First of all, the apartment was spotless. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Is this what being married's like? Because I'm not, not that I'm the not, uncle- I'm not unclean or cluttered, but it was just, you know, it was a bachelor pad at that point. She, she, she turned it into a beautiful home. And I'm like, where's my consoles? And she said, oh, I gave them away. And that's, even, you're, I, that's exactly what I did. And I you're said, still married? I'm I like, said, that been, that no, no, been it, because man. my wife, who you've met, is played it very well. I said, what do you, you know, I'm starting to, I'm like getting angry. I'm like, what do you mean you gave them away? She's like, well, I gave them away. I put them in a box and I brought them to the Connecticut Children's Hospital, the cancer ward, so the kids could play. I thought you'd like that. So now what do I say? Now there's nothing you can say there's at nothing that point other than I'm going to target and I'll be right back to replace those. So, so I was like, all right. So I, I, you know, I ended up getting my, my Atari links or some portable, some small portable device mm-hmm. after that. And so I, I, so a few years later, this was, it was just a few years later. That was her, her kind of her, I don't want to say redeeming herself, but she's like, Oh, I wanted to get this for you. So it was, that was my first introduction to Xboxes. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was sitting in this house cause we lived in this house in the other room. And I had a big, 25 or 30 inch 16 by nine high def because it was high def 720p it was a tube tv and this thing was enormous it must have weighed 300 pounds and i still have a picture of me sitting there like in front of it like i'm like i'm 10 years old like like inches from the screen playing halo 
And so that was one of my very first memories is unboxing it. And I remember pulling the box out just in the other room. And I remember pu- putting it together and plugging it all in and booting it up around the whole thing. And that, that was my very first memory. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I, I definitely <laughs> didn't know about the giving away of the, that's such a, that's such a move though. Cause there's nothing you can do at that point. I mean, yes, of course the kids should have this. Of course they should have it. Um, I'm glad they're enjoying yeah. it, honey. She's smart. She's smart. What about you? Are you Shrewd, do, do, maybe. Do you, do you have a, an early right. memory of the original Xbox? Yeah. Well, so um, I had kind of gotten out of gaming a little bit after college. I was trying to, you know, get my life together, figure out where sure. I was going to live. I had gone through a breakup with my college girlfriend. And right. I was like, you know, going out a lot and whatever. And I kind of, I just, I don't think I had anything, any gaming. I might have had like a Game Boy Advance SP or something like that. And uh and I was at a friend's cousin's house in South Florida, and and I'm just sort of talking to him and his uncle, and I'm like, "What are you playing over there?" There was, you know, his nephew or cousin right. was playing, and they were playing the original Halo on the Duke, yep. and I'm just like, "Well, you're playing at FPS on a with a controller, right. like what? <laughs> like, is that even possible?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's really cool." And, and I sat down, and then I don't remember the rest of anything else that happened that day because right. I just locked in and I played until it was time. For us to go, and right. I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, You're, "I drove you. You have to go now." And so that was uh, in the summer of 2003. And then I went to. I was living in Florida at the time, um, and I went to uh, the Best Buy in Brevard County, I think Rockledge or something, where my girlfriend was living at the time. And uh, I ended up getting the because I, I just became obsessed with it. Like, sure. like the lack of playing games for a while just like came thundering back. Right. And I, like, I have up, to at have that this. time. There was a bundle. Yeah, there was, so there was a bundle for for the Xbox with uh, original Halo, uh, Jet Set Radio Future. There was a racing game. It might have been like Sega GT or something like that. So it was three games right in there. And then I bought Ninja Gaiden. Right. And I remember taking that and going and, and going over to my parents' house and plugging it in and playing it. And I was like, let's check it out. And so Ninja Gaiden was actually the first game I I, I put in there. My 10 or 11 year old brother was there watching and I very quickly like beheaded somebody right. and I was like, okay, you need to go down. But right. I remember just being blown away by that game. Of course, getting sucked into Halo and my God, just what a, just, such just concrete memories. And to think that like, I guess 18 years later that we're here now, it's just, it's just awesome. Who would have well, thought? Well, it's, you know, thought? it's funny. I was thinking about that as well. Another thought that came in is back then, you know, with the original Halos, you could do, you know, LAN parties and there was no concept of online yet because Xbox Live hadn't come online. And I remember using this service called GameSpy where you could like log in with your PC and you bridged it from your console. So you could essentially play other, but there was no voice. You could essentially mm-hmm. matchmake, manually matchmake with other people. And my neighbor, we used to come over. Uh, he was a, he's a dentist and he would come over after his work and after he put his kids to bed and we would play in the other room till, you know, God only knows what hour of the morning. And we just had the best time. Uh, so it was uh, anyway, so I was thinking about that as well. So yeah, it's been some, been some yeah. fun times for 20 years. Yeah, I remember taking it around and going, because I was just so blown away by Halo and like taking it to like friends' house and we would just do split screen, like one versus one. I was like, you have to try this. It controls so well. It's so awesome. Right. right. And uh, I mean, it feels so, I mean, very fresh memories, but at the same time, like um, where it's come now and we're playing like gigantic matches and everything is, uh, who would have thought? Probably way, engineers uh, at Redmond at the time. It was so great to see on the stream that we did on Monday where, did, did you, you know, I know you watched the stream, but I, it course, was so yeah. amazing to see Robbie Bach opened the stream. Robbie was the head of Xbox when I joined, and he's certainly he's the man that frankly started it all. And 
He is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. I'm going to get him on a future podcast because we're going to actually talk. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to talk about, finally talk about this. Because inside the stream, we had some things that we, we've revealed, one of which was, of course, Halo Infinite, you know, available now or at that moment, um, the multiplayer. Um, but also we have, there's a documentary coming out, six-part documentary, Power On, the story of Xbox, Jeff, which, which I'm in. I can, I can, I mean, I don't know if okay. I made the final cut, but they interviewed me for quite a bit. You made the cut, Larry. Come on. Uh, Come a few on. hours there. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to do a series of podcasts probably next December, January after it airs. And we're going to get some. So tell me what you like in that thing. And I'm going to get some of those folks back on that we interviewed. And we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk to them and we're going to ask your questions. So I'm really excited about that. That's coming in a month and a half or so. So we got, uh, yeah, you should do like a post show or something and, and release it after each one, like yeah. talking about some of that same stuff. That could be really fun. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to do. So we're going to do that. And then, of course, in the stream, we talked about, oh, and, and later on in the show, you, we talked about interviews. Um, I've got some interviews coming up later on, uh, one of which is we're going to talk about game streaming to the console. Why? Why would you want to do that? You're going to find out why. It's going to be easy and fast. And then uh, coming back on, actually, this is the fir- I think this is the first time ever Jason Ronald is in the show with you, Jeff. A we've never been JR? in the same place <laughs> I, I, I we still haven't been i think on the same screen at the same time that's we'll, true you know that's what true. it's good it's good he's uh he he can always take my place on the show the fact that we can coexist well it hasn't happened yet so we'll yeah, see you're, you're it in could the same be afterwards you come back and he's going to be in this seat you're in the same universe but no peggy lowe is going to come on we saw peggy on the stream talking about the 70 titles that they released yeah. on back about that there was a like a shadow drop so it's been it's been a big big week for for Xbox. By the way, make sure if you get a chance, Jeff, and I know that um, I know a lot, some folks have done this, but you can go to, where's my controller? You can actually go to, um, I see I put this in the corner there. Um, you can go to your console and you've got this background that you can use, this OG background, but we added a new background. Have you seen this? Show it to me. Uh, let's go here. Da, 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 da. Where is it? Uh, my background. Read my background? Yeah, it's down here, dynamic. But there's a brand new one over here. Check this out. We announced this earlier this week. There it is. The Xbox 361. Oh. So the ring, I think we called it animates. I love that. Yeah, I think we called these the rings of light back in the day. I can't remember. But anyway. I, this almost looks like it's like inspired by like a combination of Xbox 360 and Psychonauts. It has like those bold uh, colors in there yeah. together. Yeah. By the way, congrats to uh, Psychonauts being nominated as, as game of the year for... Um, uh, you know the the game awards that will be happening in December. Uh, great to see it up there. Also great to see Death Loop from our friends at Bethesda. Actually, really all of the Game of the Year noms are excellent games. Uh, once again, a great great I year for gaming. I, I won't violate uh, anyone's confidentiality or privacy, but I should share with you. Where is it? It's it's uh, I've I've had quite a text thread going with um, with Jeff Keeley about how Forza got robbed. <laughs> So, Forza Horizon got I, robbed. Would, I, I mean, I think, you know, if we look at, you know, the reviewers, if we look at the fans, yeah. I, Forza Horizon 5 is in very much in the conversation for Game of the Year. I, I don't know the criteria for this particular show. Yeah. But but anyway, we're we'll, we'll, looking forward to that. And, and it's funny is there's a, there's the coincidence. Not 20 nominations in our 20th year. Coincidence? Mm. I don't know. That's a lot of nominations. Yeah, it's a lot of nominations. So looking forward to the show, the the Game Awards. I'll get Jeff on, and uh, you know, prior to the awards, I'll have him come on and talk about that and bust his chops a little bit about Forts. I mean, I know he does it. He's not making all the decisions, so it's t- it's difficult to put everything on him. But you know, who else am I going to put it on? So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, he's, he's the host. So yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, you get the good with the bad. It's his baby, but yeah. And, and you and I may be going to LA. It's one of our first business trips. You've I been on so. one, but it'd be one of my first ones as well. Yeah. So looking. Yeah, back. no, that'd be fun. I got the invite. So, um, I, do we have to go clothes shopping? I, I haven't worn anything but sweatpants and t-shirts for better part of two years. And I don't, do, I, do you wear a suit? Like what are I, full tux? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bring my A game. I mean, I'm going to dust off the stuff in the back of the closet that I haven't been able to use on any, uh, on any, on any shows. So why not? Why not? The cummerbunds or, right? You, yeah. You had a lot of, a lot of blazers. So we haven't seen those. We haven't I've seen got a lot up in the closet. Blazer, but- Larry talk about what we're playing you know we talked about halo infinite we talked about battlefield those have really been uh dominating um our playtime this week i know it's been you and i have been playing a lot of it haven't haven't you you've been playing a lot yeah for sure um yeah we had a really good i'm thinking about what was the the, the best match we had all week in halo and i think it was a is it griff ball or oddball i'm not i'm not sure which mode it is in the oddball. arena but you hold the skull oddball. Oddball. yeah and uh Man, we had a good, you and I finished uh, first and second, um, both in terms of like time. I mean, it was on the scoreboard, but there was like, we both had the most amount of time with the ball. And then I had 16 limbs and I think you had 17. That was really good. I I, I now know where the bulldog shotgun is on that that city map. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing you want to get. It's sitting on like a vending machine. I, I looked around, I went into training mode uh last night just so i could very I could helpful point where it is very helpful yes you could turn off the bots you could turn off everything and then one thing i didn't realize until I was, when we were playing with a couple of people from 343 so going through hit down from time to time and it will very quickly sort of pulse yeah. down on the d-pad uh and you'll see you know oh there's through the wall even oh there's grenades there there's a a, a place where the sort of weapons respawn things like the br and really like the i think it's called the vk anyway so uh use that down from time you like if you're like i know it's around here somewhere hit down on the d-pad you'll see it uh flash and pop up yeah they'll kind of light up there here's my tip i want to can i can i share a tip Uh, larry it's your show well it's our show i shared it on uh, i shared it on um uh on twitter earlier this week but if you go into shop and you go down here to the uh, the HCS store, uh, HCS offers. This one right down here in the bottom left is free. There you go. So that you you, you can pick this up for free. By the way, this it, to me this looks like I don't know if you saw my Captain team. America. No, it looks like a rocket pop to me. Right? Remember those when you were a little kid getting it out of the good humor? The red, white, and blue rocket pops. Yes. Um, by the it's way, this, for the U.S. men's national team. This yeah, one I had. This is my this is my favorite one. I bought this one. I I so I had bought the one below it uh the with the red arm because i just thought it looked cool the sentinels one sorry one more down that's sort of your or baltimore orioles filthy flyers one i had that i just thought it looked cool oh that looks cool so I, I got it um but then i ended up getting the cloud nine one as well just because it also looks really cool right so um i a lot of these look really good uh and of course we're making our way through the battle pass got a lot of work to do there yeah. but um uh, we're, I know we're just going to be playing a ton more. I, I don't. Um, know, I want to show this to you. Actually, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but I, I actually, um, what what is your Spartan ID? I think so. I Xbox. It wouldn't let me choose Xbox, so I had XBX one. I think you're certainly uh, your service tag because like because I've got mine yeah. as my last name because I've got four. Fortunately, yeah. I have four letters as my it last name. Perfectly. So if yeah. so, if you want, uh, you know I what? It. If you'd like to use yeah. that, Jeff, you're welcome to. <laughs> That'd be a little weird. I know, I be think. a little weird. It'd be a little weird. Yeah, I only have ten uh, letters in my last name, so I don't know. I I don't. We'll figure it out anyway. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to talk about real quick that I ended up playing yeah. uh, before. So last weekend at this point was the Elden Ring uh, technical test. Oh, that's right. I forgot uh, about that. That was available over the weekend. So Elden Ring being the combination of Miyazaki, who is responsible for all the Dark Souls uh, games over the course of the past decade at this point, I think. And uh, and George R.R. R. Martin, the, the writer of Game of Thrones. Right. And it's basically the closest thing. To, it's basically an, an, sort of an open world take on these Souls games. And it's really cool. I, I had so much fun with it over the weekend. Uh, it's I, it's funny. It's it, it's a Souls game at its heart, right. and so it is. It is challenging, very very challenging. Uh, but at the same time, because it's a much more open space, you can choose how to tackle things, and you can focus in on uh, easier to. I would say it's the most approachable of all of these games. If we were to look everything from Demon Souls to Bloodborne to all yeah. of Dark Souls one, two, three, um, this felt to me like something where you can get in there and you're not immediately going to be punished if you're smart. There's right. stealth elements. Um, I, I really enjoyed using uh, the uh, Blessed Knight, Enchanted Knight, which so I, was, I had like a, a staff in one hand where I could shoot magic, and then I had uh, I ended up getting some sort of spear or some sort of sword in the other. I'm oh, just having so much fun. So that comes out in February. Uh, just can't wait now. It's it's definitely, now I, I know what my most anticipated game of next year is. I think a lot of people were saying that. And um, if you've never played a Souls game, this would this feels like, don't rule this out, is what I would say. Keep no an eye on it, because uh, this might be the one where you say, okay, I get it now. Um, and uh, for me, that was Dark Souls 3. And I can't wait to play a lot more of this. I think... There's going to be a lot of YouTubers are just going to be making guides and guides and guides because the game is so big and there's going to be so many things to find out and discover. I'm just so excited. We should um, we should take a break now. Maybe get ready for the interviews. Do you have all the do you have the notes about the interviews in front of you? I sure do. All right, let's I'll let you I'll let you bring us in the interview since I was I was the chatty one this week. Uh, which the, people want to hear you talk, Larry. But first, we're going to talk. Uh, well, we're going to talk about game streaming coming to console as was announced earlier this week. And what does it mean? Why do you want to do that? Well, Jake Rosenberg, the senior program manager, will talk all about streaming to the console. We'll also speak with Peggy Lowe and Jason Ronald about the latest back and pat news as we briefly talked about 70 new titles from uh, previous generations being playable uh, in on Xbox Series X and S and enhanced and entering the program. Well, a lot more about that. And then Leading off, DICE's GM, Oscar Gabrielson, will join Phil Spencer to talk about this amazing week of shooters on Xbox with both Battlefield and Halo. Let's get to them. What a week it is right now. Earlier this week, we had Halo launch. We've got Battlefield out right now. Joining me is over there on the left side, Mr. Phil Spencer, and on the right side, Mr. Mr. Oscar Gabrielson from uh, DICE. Oscar, good to see you, Phil. Good to see you guys. It's great to be here, Larry. Uh, I'm uh, Oscar. I got to tell you, I'm so excited for you guys. You guys uh, launched Battlefield this week. It's as I just said, it's 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 an amazing, amazing time to be a gamer with all of these options out there. First of all, congratulations on launching because that's a big feat, right? Yeah, thanks. It's been great, right? The team's been working so hard for these past three years. It's just finally great to have the game in all of our players' hands. You know, I was I was looking at some of the math, and uh, Battlefield's almost twenty years old. Of course, this week Xbox celebrates it is twenty years old. So, Phil, we've kind of been along together on a journey for quite some time, haven't we? 
Yeah, I'd say both Battlefield and our obviously relationship with DICE and Electronic Arts goes back, you know, from kind of the core beginning of what Xbox has been about. And I'm just really proud to see the work that Oscar and the team have done. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I see people loving Battlefield, kind of getting back to what I think some of the roots of what Battlefield was originally about. Uh, and the partnership we've had here and across many things with EA, just important to what Xbox, the brand means today. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you you know, I was chatting with some friends and Oscar, I've played Battlefield for a long time. Phil, you and I have not yeah. played yet. So we need to, we need to figure that out. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly. But, but, you know, battle Battlefield has always been so good capturing those epic moments you know phil i was talking with some friends where you know you're kind of going through the the battlefield first of all the play space is huge i mean you know 124 players on xbox series x and s but you're going through and you know the jets are coming over and there's a there's a tank coming up over this way there's some infantry over there it's really great how you've captured the essence of a battlefield tell, tell us a little bit about how the team thinks about that yeah, I mean, I, I, I always argue that the team always sets out to, you know, go completely bonkers on what we call these battlefield moments. And we actually knew pretty early in the console phase of this game that we would have access to a new line of hardware. So the team really set out this goal to really kind of push the boundaries of the sandbox, creating these, let's call them just completely like unexpected, crazy stunts that you can create in the bigger, you know, in the midst of battle. Couple of big things in there. One is we've kind of upped the play space a whole lot. Some of our maps are four times bigger. Um, 128 players, like we talked about. We have these real time weather effects that you might have seen in some of our footage. Real time tornadoes are pretty cool. Um, and, and I think when this all comes together in, in Sandbox Mayhem, it's really fun. We've seen some awesome stuff uh, just the first couple of days in early access. Had some players strapping C5 on a drone, sending it up in the air and just <laughs> blowing up helicopters. And then there's this feature right now, you can actually like in mid-flight step out of your jet, take your sniper rifle, and then take some enemies off, jump into the jet and then fly away again. Or even wingsuiting through skyscrapers. That's a fan favorite. Uh, it's really hard. I've tried, but yeah, it's cool. Now, I, I, have to, I, I guess I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question, Phil, and we did not talk about this beforehand, but what class are you, Phil? What class do you usually play if you're, <laughs> you're rolling in? Are you infantry? Are you support? Are you sniper? I'm, I've always been support. Like, I think that's just, maybe it's just kind of to my skill set, kind of uh, always what I enjoy playing. I wanted, though, to to hit on on some of what Oscar was saying about yeah. in terms of the game, because as, as we know, we have, we can see what hardware we're going to go do. We go out and talk to important partners like DICE. And I remember when we started talking to DICE years ago, about what we were doing with Xbox Series X and S, the CPU work that we were putting into the console. And I just thought it was such a great match when we sat down to what they wanted to go do with Battlefield. It's one of the reasons we've stayed in sync with that development team from the beginning, because they had this, as Oscar was just talking about, they had this aspiration for things that they wanted to do that frankly, some of the CPU capabilities on the on the current gen at the time, I know they were, they were, they were like scratching their head on how that was gonna be, be possible. And it was just great to have them along this journey, testing out the hardware, testing out the platform and delivering just what I think is one of the most technical uh, games that are in the market today and just allowing you know, 100 people plus playing together is fantastic. Well done, Oscar. That's, I mean, what, what can you say to that, right? That's, that's a hell of an endorsement. 
No, but the, the honest reality is very few times uh, in a game developer's life do you get to go through a console generation. They don't tend to happen that often, right? Uh, and there's just so many of these ideas that we have you know, across whiteboards at the studio that have to wait for five, six, seven, eight years. So that this, in many ways, has been a fantastic project uh, to get the chance to finally realize some of these ideas that have been on those whiteboards for years and years. You know, Oscar, what what is what are you guys thinking as as this release is coming up? You know, you're 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 finally in release. Was in preview. You know, some people got early access a, a week ago with EA Play, which is amazing. Uh, but now now it's it's out in the public, and you're watching this feedback roll in. I mean, that's got to be great to just start to get that real time feedback because this community is so is so excited about the release and just really interested in telling you what they think, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think a franchise that now soon turns 30. I think the team just has this enormous level of respect for the legacy of the franchise and just a secret source that creates those Battlefield moments. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as Battlefield's transitioned across, you know, platforms, game engines, gameplay trends, you know, our goal always is to protect the integrity of that special source, that all-out warfare, epic-scale experience, rock-paper-scissors gameplay. But at the same time, it's just really critical for us to kind of balance that respect so it doesn't go overboard with this, you know, quite like a sense of curiosity, uh, you know, new ways for us to, you know, continue to improve the formula. And we're kind of in this really special junction when we just ship a game. What you kind of see in our games is every single year, every single game we ship, we introduce just loads of new mechanics. Some of them actually just exist for one iteration and they just don't come back. Some become permanent. But I think the trickiest ones are the ones where when they initially arrive, they might not be fan favorites. So that's a month passes, maybe a quarter or a year. They actually do that. And I think given all of the changes we've done in that core formula of Battlefield 2042, we have a couple of those right now, where players that have spent 20 years with the franchise say, hey, this is different. I don't know what to think about this. Uh, but I think our history tells us that after time, when players really get into the meta and gameplay, they really come and stick with players, those new fundamental ideas. Yeah, I mean that's that that's I know that I've been playing it for so many years, and Phil, you've you've had a chance to play it as well, and that's it's always fun to see what you guys are doing and how you're bringing in those new mechanics. Phil, when you uh, I, know, I know we got to wrap up a little bit here because you guys are you guys are busy, but I want to kind of wrap it up by asking you, um, you know, both of you, you know, in 21 years it's going to be 2042, so Battlefield 2042 in 21 years, <laughs> where do we think gaming's going to be? And I know this is a tough question for you, Phil, because it's going to write all sorts of headlines. Oh, this is where Xbox is going. So uh, I'll, I'm going to let you, if you want to answer that, you can. Otherwise, I was going to throw it over to Oscar. Well, let me just tee up before Oscar, because Oscar's a creator. He's what, like, when we think about our platform and how it needs to evolve, it's to ensure that Oscar, teams like DICE can do absolute best work. So key to us in our platform plans, whether it's 21 years to 2042 or the next 21 months and things that we should be doing is how do we create absolutely the best canvas for creators so they can create those amazing games. So the question you're asking right now is literally the question if Oscar and I were in the room and we were gonna doing one of our debriefs and said, okay, you know, what should we be doing over the next 24 months? We usually don't ask 21 years, um, <laughs> but and that feedback. So I wanna hear his answer as well, because this is what it means to build a gaming platform is listening to creators and, and building the things that they need to build their games. All right, Oscar, up to you. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, same, similar, I think we, we have these conversations every single day. Um, you know, our dev cycles are long, uh, and, and some of this kind of long-range, you know, innovation takes many, many years to get to. So I, I have a bunch of answers. I think there are two things that we talk a whole lot about the studio. One is actually the first is notion of cloud computing. Sometimes when we talk about cloud, we talk about access, which is getting the opportunity to play a game like Battlefield on any device. 
But the second piece is actually the computing aspects. Battlefield, and we talked about CPUs just now, destruction, AI, those pieces. Getting the opportunity to do some of that simulation on the cloud will really no enable us to probably create another generation of Battlefield. So that's the first thing we're looking forward to. The second thing I think you're maybe seeing in the mode we call Portal as part of Battlefield 2042. So if we think about games like Battlefield, historically, I'd say 99% of the world you play, the characters you play, the weapons you use are crafted by game creators like us. And we're really seeing this shift now where more of the things you play with on the battlefield or maybe in other games are actually created by machines, like you know, machine learning or AI, or maybe more importantly, created by players. So I think for Battlefield and other franchises, we'll start seeing a shift in the content you actually consume. How much of that is created by a company like DICE or a studio like DICE? How much by actual, actual machine learning and AI? And how much by players themselves? And what does that really look like when all those things come together in a singular map? or a singular game mode. So that's really something we're thinking deeply about. I think Oscar's off creating the Battlefield metaverse. We should just grab some buzzwords of the day. And that's you never know. You never know. Love the buzzwords. Uh, uh, listen, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me. Phil, Phil always good to see you. Let's uh, let's get in there in that Battlefield. Oscar, thank you for joining us on the show. And we're going to talk a, a little bit about Portal with someone from your team in just a little bit. So thanks again for your time, gentlemen. Awesome. Thanks for the Take time. Care. As we've been talking about, Battlefield 2042 is out, and Justin Weave is joining us to tell us about the new portal mode in Battlefield. Justin, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. It's great. Hey, it's great. Congratulations on a launch this week, and I know a lot of, uh, a lot of folks are playing Battlefield and interested in this new portal mode, which your team worked on. So tell us a little bit about what that is. I've got some video here, so we won't be looking at us the whole time, but I figure we'll at least show some videos. So tell us about it. Yeah, Ripple Effect Studios, we've been primarily focusing on the portal uh, game experience. Now, what this is, is this is really uh, allowing the Battlefield players to build their own Battlefield experiences. The, uh, the idea with it really was that we wanted to start with you know a nostalgia play we wanted to bring back those those classic experiences that players used used to you know longingly play in battlefield because whenever a new battlefield is announced you know you always hear from the fans right away before they know what it is they're like oh i i hope it's like bad company 2 or right. or you know battlefield 3 was it and then right. you get you get you know the older generation like me saying not nah, not nah, it's 1942 folks that's where it started <laughs> and and our answer for portal was yes Let's do it all. Let's give it all to them. Yeah, I mean that's that, what I've noticed here as we go through the uh, as we go through some of the the B roll and some of the some of the video I was just playing is is that you see you can kind of see it here because you see a jet next to a Willie's Jeep next to you know a Spitfire or you know an older aircraft and here you're, you're spawning everybody in here. So what you're telling me is in Portal I can set up exactly what I want to do, where I want to do it, the time period, and if if possible sometimes mash my time periods together right well that's exactly right and and we we didn't even start off that way to be honest we were just going to do a remastering of the classic experiences and release those right and along the way uh somebody on the team was like well you know if we got all this great stuff like why why can't we make it so like one team could be bad company two and another team could be 2042 and just like let them fight it out and, and kind of like say like who would win in a fight kind of right. scenario and Right. And we we thought about that. And we we're like, there's absolutely no reason why we couldn't do that. We just, if we're going to make that decision, we need to do it like right now. Right. And we said, well, it it just makes sense. Like we have to do this now. Now tell me, so so you, obviously, Dice is known for Battlefield and Ripple Effect. You you guys worked on this part of it. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so Ripple Effect Studios is also formerly known as Dice LA. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of rebranded the studio. Uh, it's an exciting time. We're kind of forging uh, our own destiny now. And, and it's just, it's an exciting time to be part of the studio. When, when, when getting back to Porto a little bit, though, because it, it, yeah, like, how do you balance it out? Like, you know, obviously, infantry from World War II can compete with the modern machinery, the modern war machine of, you know, 2042. So how do you how do you kind of balance that? Well, we don't actually balance it at all. We're good. That's the power we're giving to the players. So when uh, a player wants to create something new, uh, what they can do is they can go to the uh, portal website, and that's where the magic is really going to happen, where they can start going in and they can uh, create these these team versus team scenarios. There's a ton of settings uh, that they can change uh, so that if they want to, for example, they could make asymmetric experiences. So you could, you could actually create a scenario where there's like 127 players on one team and only one on the other team uh, if you wanted to not saying you know that's the best design but <laughs> but it's the power we're giving them the power and and you know what it's okay if if you know they things don't quite line up that's that's the the thing we wanted to do is power to the builder and make sure that they could have the ability to create kind of what they're imagining yeah i mean that it's it's what it is and i've seen you know i've seen some of the the the, the um the elements that you get in there and you create this amazing sandbox where you've got you know you've got i mean you can see see some of the action right here but you you can see like twisters coming in you know some of the oh, here it is right here you can see you know the, these these ma massive moments that everybody knows from battlefield and kind of bring them all in together and it's it's as it says right here it's your battlefield right you can do whatever you want with it you can mix and match the way you want yeah, you can mix and match uh, the way you want. You can make it as crazy or, you know, sometimes people may just want to say, you know, there's that one thing that, you know, I love Battlefield, but it, in my version of Battlefield, my TTK might be a little bit different. Right. And that there's an attachment on a particular weapon. I don't want that in my game. And they can just take it on a per attachment level. They could say that that attachment's gone or that ability is gone or, or you know, even say, I only want you to play with one specific character and one specific weapon. And that's all really easy for players to be able to do on on the the battlefield builder. Then we get to the more advanced stuff in the logic editor, and that is where the real magic happens. So so that is um, something where people may see it initially and kind of back away slowly because we're talking about a rules based uh, editing system to basically make your own rules, not just settings anymore. Right. So let's let's talk about that because it sounds like, and I know that I, I did an interview a few months ago when we first saw this, and it was like it kind of was difficult to get my head around, but it's <laughs> almost a simplified programming language, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a visual format for uh, scripting, and um, you know, it's it's something that I am not a technical person. I have made experiences using it with you know, a little help along the way. But sure. once you kind of see the template and, and we've included templates so that players can go in and they can actually see how we've built certain types of experience and we're going to keep adding new templates. So once you kind of see how it works, it's actually not that hard to throw in like a new rule. Like I, I, I quickly threw in something where I said, you know, whenever I want to get a kill, I want to, I want to like grow in power. I want to become immortal. And right. so every time I get a kill, I increase my maximum health pool by, you know, 50. And so as I go on a kill streak, all of a sudden I become more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. And, and I did that. And I'm not, again, I'm not a technical person. And, and that's kind of what our, we hope is, is that um, we're going to ease players in, um, you know, be able to just use the basic rules. It's set up like, I would say it's like a game mode wizard in a way sure. where like it's stepping you through the important process of like making a game mode. And then we end with the rules editor. And it's like, if you want to go down that path, 
you know, let's, let's go. And we've tried to build in help uh, tips and we're going to be adding more tutorials. And we know the community is going to be building tutorials that are way better than anything we could do anyway. Right. Uh, so we, we look forward to seeing a lot of that coming too. Yeah, I think it's important to point out, we saw certainly in some of the video we were just playing, we saw some of the, the you know, the older characters and the older weapons and the newer weapons and the mishmash of the two. But most importantly is the maps. And I mean, that's what battle, we all have, we all have our favorite battlefield map. Mine, I believe, was like Mount Suribachi back in the day. Uh, we've all got our own, but but you, you've got the full collection of maps that you can you can mix and match as well, correct? Yeah, and, and with the maps, uh, you get all the maps from 2042, as well as all of the maps uh, from uh, the the classic experiences that we recreated. So there's going to be, uh, you know, 13 maps in total that players are going to be used. Now, the important thing to note here is that, you know, these maps are massive. Like yeah. you're talking about like these massive conquest or rush scaled maps. What we've also done, because we know a lot of players are going to want to play uh, or create more intimate free for all or team deathmatch or gun game style experiences. And, and that doesn't make sense on these massive maps. Right. So we've actually been working with the team to create smaller, more intimate uh, spaces inside of those maps by kind of, you know, closing in in the borders so that uh builders now have a lot more choice uh that they can go through and they can kind of choose a playlist and choose the map size that makes sense for the type of experience that they're trying to create now battlefield uh 2042 is out now as as we're recording this and, and as, as folks are listening to this where do they go to kind of start their their portal journey and start creating their 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 own battlefield so players can go to portal.battlefield.com and they're going to be able to get in and basically start building their experiences right away. Now, the one thing uh, you need to note is you'll need an origin uh, account in order to access it. Yep. Uh, and, and then away you go. Like, you don't even actually need to own the game in order to get in there and just try it out. Uh, there you go. So if you, yeah, so if you, if you don't have the game yet, you want to get started, maybe you're, I'm not, I, not that I recommend this, but if you're sitting there and you're in your office and you got to, maybe it's on your lunch hour and you want to start building a battlefield experience, head over to do that. Justin, congratulations to you and the team uh, for launching this week, Battlefield uh, 2042. And of course you have the, uh, you know, the amazing portal, uh, portal experience. So well done, my friend and uh, good luck. Thank you so much. We really look forward to seeing what the community is going to create with Portal. Cloud Gaming is coming to the console, and joining me today is Jake Rosenberg from the uh, xCloud team. Jake, good to see you. Uh, thanks for having me, Larry. It's uh, good to see you as well, and I'm excited to be here. We're really excited. This is a really interesting feature that you've been working on for quite some time. As I said a moment ago, cloud gaming on console, and people are kind of looking at that, and they probably saw the blog post earlier this week. So would you explain to us what this is and maybe why people why people want this? Yeah, so uh, really excited that this week uh, we're bringing cloud gaming to Xbox Series X and S as well as Xbox One consoles. Uh, we're starting to roll it out, so you might already have this experience by the time you are uh, listening to this uh, interview. But cloud gaming on console is, is really fascinating because it allows customers to jump into new games without having to install them. Uh, you look around for, for a new game on your console, you decide, oh, this is super interesting. And right next to your install button, uh, there is a play button sitting there for you to uh, to jump in You know, within seconds. If something's that interesting to you, you get to try it out for yourself. Now, let's, they could stare at us, they could stare at you, they could stare at me, but what do you say we do a demo? I mean, this is, this is I like doing yeah. live demos on here. This is live code. So we're going to go ahead and bring this in here. And this is this is my dashboard. This is really what we're looking at on on my console. And I'm gonna go. I've already got the Game Pass app queued up here. Now you can also 
click your guide and go down over here to Game Pass, which is essentially the same entry point. But tell us what we have here, because right here at the top, you've got great with great with cloud gaming, this whole section. Tell us about this, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. So it was important to us as we um, thought through and, and wanted to deliver an experience to, to all of our gamers that um, we put cloud gaming in the place where they expect to, to discover new games. Um, same place that you go to uh, for, for um, finding your next favorite, you go to the Game Pass app on console, and now you'll start to see games with cloud icons on them. Um, so as you explore, when you go to a details page for, for any of the games with a cloud icon on them, you can just kind of click into any of them here uh, to get a little bit more information. Um, the ones with, with a cloud icon on them will have a play button right next to install. Um, we have a little bit of, of content to kind of um, explain to folks um, if they're unaware of cloud gaming or, or don't know what the new iconography means that um, they can uh, jump right into games uh, and that they can still install if they are interested in a game or have decided that it's something that they want to continue playing. Um, but again, it was it was all about making it you know super simple and and easy and fast. Um, and when you jump into uh, your details page, as you can see here, right here. Uh, with that cloud play, yep, that option right there will will let you, with a click of a button, um, connect right to cloud gaming. So what I did there is, as we were talking, I just went into the Game Pass app. I have Game Pass Ultimate, and it's actually launching the game. It says right there, launching with cloud gaming, and I'm going to play. I'm going to be launching Minecraft Dungeons from our blades that live in the in the data centers around the world. So instead of having to go through the download and you're waiting, you're able to kind of do it very quickly and get into the action. Um, and it, it's loading up in the in the back end. And, and all of a sudden, here we are, you know, seconds later, we're going to be playing a game, right? Yeah, um, it's a really powerful kind of first moment when you when you click that button and then all of a sudden, you know, the game has launched um, for our ultimate customers. We know that um, you know, they want to explore all of the all of the great games that Game Pass has to offer and um, being able to try out new ones and, and jump right into them is really just, you know, a, a magical moment. We don't want there to be any barrier to uh, finding your next favorite game. You can see you, Major, have um, already enjoyed Minecraft Dungeons. I some, sure have. <laughs> uh, but it, <laughs> it allows you to, to really kind of find that uh, that game that resonates with you. Um, so. You know, that was real time. Uh, once you click that play button, as you mentioned, uh, for an ultimate customer, they'll be able to connect to uh, custom Series X blades uh, in Microsoft data centers across the world. And that allows us to um, not only power your gameplay experience, but um, really make something that's that's engaging and um, is is fun to play. You can see that you're getting a, a session here that is uh, 1080p, so high quality and up to 60 frames per second as well, which was important for us to, um, you know, really make sure that gamers are going to have a good time when they're when they're trying out new ones. So we're playing, you know, I'm playing I'm playing Minecraft Dungeons. And if I want to go back, let me pull up my uh, dashboard here and I want to go to another game here. I can see this cloud icon on Golf with Friends. I click on that and you can see that it's launching. Um, so I can really skip around, Jake, and go to various different uh, titles and kind of go through the whole catalog if I want. There I am in Golf with Friends, which, by the way, I have to say, I played with Phil Spencer on this, and we, he and I were actually testing this exact title, as you know, Jake. So it was a, it was a lot of fun there. But you can just bounce around to different to different uh, titles, can't you? Yeah, um, it's it's one of the cooler things about um, you know removing the barrier of of a download time or of an install or even frankly um, having enough space on your hard drive. 
Um, I think we've all kind of been there before when you're playing some games with your friends and uh, one of them has a, a new title that they're super excited about and they send you an invite and you are stuck because you have to make a decision. You either wait for an install and potentially lose out on uh, the time you set aside to, to play with your friends, golf with your friends, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you either have to stop and wait for that download or you choose a game that you both have installed. Um, with Game Pass Ultimate and now with Cloud Gaming on your console, um, because it's the full game, if you get an invite from from a friend for a game that they have installed or that they may be playing with Cloud Gaming, you can just follow that invite right through uh, to a, a connection with a, a game in our data center and play with your friends uh, with multiplayer and, and try out a bunch of different things. Pretty much changed the way uh, game night happens for, for me and my buddies. And as you can see here, I've got it. It's on my, you can see the little cloud icon in the lower right hand corner there on my, and I'm going to go back to Minecraft Dungeons. And what's interesting here is, um, is as you and I were talking about it, it, it kind of, it allows you to effortlessly go from, from game. Now, what's that at the bottom there? Want to install so I can hold that down. Tell me what's going on here, Jay, because this is interesting. Yeah. Um, so with, with cloud gaming, we do allow you to play games without installing them. Um, but it's important that we still allow folks to, to have an easy path for installing the games that they've decided that they like enough to keep playing. Um, you know, as games get better and bigger, we know that uh, storage space on your hard drive is at a premium. So playing with cloud gaming allows you to optimize that space and try out a bunch of different things. But if we know that you've been playing the same game multiple times with cloud gaming or that you've played for a long enough time that, that you may um, have decided that it's a good game and it's one you want to continue playing. We wanted to make that super simple and, and straightforward for you. So if you click install, then we'll add it to your download queue. You can keep playing with cloud gaming. Um, and, and once you're done with your session there, uh, we'll automatically start up the download for you and, and install when um, you're not at your console. So, I mean, the, the most, so the, the key takeaway here is that if you want to check out what's available, again, this is, this is starting to roll out this week. So you may already have this, and the way you can find out is if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member, go into the Game Pass app and scroll down. You can click Show All, and then you'll see all these little cloud icons here, and that means, hey, guess what? You're good to go, right? Right, Jake? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, a special bonus and, and one of the things that is really powerful about um, about cloud gaming on your console is if you have an Xbox One, um, there are some games, next gen games that have been coming out in the Game Pass catalog uh, that your console is unable to install and, and play. But with cloud gaming, as I mentioned, because you're connecting to a Series X um, in our data centers, you're able to play games that your console may not be able to install. So uh, for Xbox One uh, folks who are navigating around through um, through the catalog, uh, you've launched one here um, for the medium. There's a couple of titles, including the medium, uh, Recompile and the Rift Breaker right now in the catalog that are next gen, that are playable with cloud, uh, even on your Xbox One console. Yeah, so you just, boom, again, on your Xbox One, this would, if you're Game Pass Ultimate members, you could click play and now you have access to frankly, uh, with Game Pass Ultimate, even more games than you did on your on your Xbox One, be, you, using the cloud gaming technology, right? Absolutely. And as we continue to expand the catalog and bring more games in, uh, you know, we'll be really excited for uh, for Xbox One consoles to continue being able to play next gen uh, exclusives. That includes Microsoft Flight Simulator, which will be coming in twenty twenty two. 
This is a great feature uh, for those of us in the U.S. I and mean, we've got the holiday coming up with Thanksgiving. You may or may not be traveling with friends. I know I've got my backbone ready to go see my family, so I'll have that in my in my backpack as I uh, as I travel, so I can cloud game. But now you can go and you can have access to this massive catalog of games when you sign into a friend's Xbox, even a, an Xbox One, as you just said, when you sign in with your uh, with your with your. Um, with your gamer tag, with you and and you have Game Pass Ultimate, you'll be able to play this amazing collection of games. That's 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 really interesting. That's 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 great news, isn't it, Jake? Yeah, it's a really easy way to not only show others what your favorite game is and what you've been playing, um, but because it's all based on um, console games that are in the Xbox network, uh, your save progress will follow you wherever you go, even if you're signing in on uh, a friend's Xbox, as you mentioned. Um, you know, we showed off uh, Minecraft Dungeons a little bit earlier, and you already had your save progress there, even though uh, the game wasn't installed on that console. So it's it's a really exciting time uh, for, for Game Pass Ultimate members and to be able to just try out a bunch of different um, types of games on, on the catalog and see what works best for you, because who knows better uh, what games you will like other than you. I mean, we've, we've heard you you and I, and certainly the gamers uh, have been talking about, uh, you know, and listening to Phil Spencer talking about, we want to put gamers at the center. And that's really, a, a, this is another example of that where we're like, hey, yes, you've got a console, regardless of what Xbox console you have to, you know, Xbox One or Xbox Series X or S, we want to make sure you have access to as many games as possible and using the technology that we have. Jake, I know that I said at the beginning of the interview, you, you work on the xCloud team, but you actually work on one of our technology teams that works across Microsoft, making sure that we use Azure and all the different technologies that we have to bring a great gaming experience to life, right? Yeah, um, so I uh, work for the Xbox Devices User Experience team. So uh, I helped kind of create the experience that we've been showing off in in the demo today. Uh, but this has been a massive partnership across teams within Xbox, um, in xCloud, as you mentioned, in Azure, and on the console uh, to deliver a seamless experience for, for everybody. And um, I can't go uh, through this interview without calling out um, the, the testing that we've been doing with our Xbox insiders for the last month or so, um, the feedback and, uh, just the help has been overwhelming, um, overwhelmingly positive and, and just really a, a great experience in communication with our insiders to, to build the best experience possible so that we could, uh, deliver to our, uh, GA customers this holiday. All right, Jake. Well, I appreciate you showing this off. Well, I, I recommend people that, you know, they may have it right now. Again, you're starting to roll it out. If you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, go check it out. Look for little cloud icons and you can, you know, sample dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of games. And if you like one, then it'll tell you, hey, do you want to install it if you go back and play it again? So it's, it's a nice little feature. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be doing with this in the future. Jake, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited and uh, can't wait to get gaming. Big week for Xbox, 20th anniversary stream we had on Monday. And you probably remember seeing this woman right over here, Peggy Lowe's in charge of our Back and Pat program. Of course, over on the right-hand side is Jason Ronald, head of platform. Jason, good to see you. Peggy, good to see you guys. It's great to be here. Right. It's uh, it's always fun to get you guys on because you guys work on the platform. Jason, your team is is in charge of platform engineering and so forth. And Peggy, you were on stage earlier this week talking about the back compat program. I'm sure some people saw the news, but for for those that didn't or maybe they they didn't weren't paying attention, go ahead and can you do, give a quick recap of what happened? What happened on Monday? Yeah, um, we really wanted to celebrate the past 20 years of Xbox, and by um, doing that, we wanted to offer uh, a brand new set of 
over 70 back-compat titles from our original Xbox and Xbox 360 catalog now playable on all of our modern consoles. That is, I mean, that's really exciting. It was great to be, you know, the stream was a celebration. And here you are, uh, on, by the way, on this magnificent <laughs> stage that we have. It's funny, is this is a, this is a crazy stage. We'll talk about that later in the show. But here you are talking about the, uh, you know, the titles. And I know that, you know, everybody loves playing their their titles on the Xbox. And your team has such done such an amazing job engineering and bringing new titles in. And in some cases, making them better with FPS boost. Tell us a little bit about that pro- that side of the program. Yeah, I think um, when we started in backward compatibility, uh, the thought of just making games play was, you know, baseline, that would be great. Um, But we knew that because we had access to, you know, the the latest and greatest tech, um, we knew we could do better than that. And finding ways to make the games play the best that they can uh, wherever you play them was uh, kind of the secondary, but like this bonus goal that we had and we knew we had to, to be committed to that. Um, so things like, uh, you know, enhanced graphics, um, frame rate boost, auto HDR, all those things, um, were ideas that the team had been tossing around and actually made happen. And it was great to see them come through. Um, and now we, you know, we're always striving to find new ways of doing it. And, and Jason, uh, you're from your side, sitting on the platform side, this speaks to, and we, you and I have talked about this many times over the years and having you on, this speaks to the real flexibility that we have in the Xbox architecture, right? Exactly. You know, compatibility was one of the key tenants when we first started designing the Xbox Series X and S. And it was critically important to us to make sure that we really designed the platform to enable games to not only come forward with players, but also to play better than they've ever you've ever seen them before. So things like your progression moving forward with you, the fact that all your game state moves forward with you, you know, your gaming legacy and your gaming history. You know, one of the, my favorite stories was your experience with Fallout when you first started playing that on Xbox Series X and S. And I think it was you had some save that you were at like level 54, yeah. but you hadn't actually you know, played in a number of years and being able to instantly transport you back into that experience. Like that was just like such a great moment and really kind of validated those original design goals we had. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about that as well as I was getting ready for the interview, because back in the day, and when I say back in the day, you know, I don't want to make any judgment about you, Peggy, but, you know, Jason and I are a little bit older, um, is we remember <laughs> what it was like having to save your game on a memory card or a memory stick or a memory unit. And where did it go? And don't, oh, where is it? And copy it over. And do it. I, I, you don't even think about that stuff anymore, right? Because it's all just seamless. And to your point, Jason, that's what happens, Peggy, when your team goes through and lights up some of these titles and you're testing them, there's got to be some moments of surprise and delight, like, oh, I, I forgot I had that game saved from 2006 or seven or eight or where, you know, 15 years ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny being on the compatibility team. We are we are kind of at this crossroads of like the old legacy um, games and tech back then, and also being able to experiment with all the latest and greatest. So um, it's been great. Like we're doing everything. Like some of the things that we had to do before was um, trying to, when we were trying to get the original Xbox games up and running, we had to go back and recover some of the original Xbox um, development kits. And all those were stored on tape 
magnetic tape. All right? Like it was, <laughs> so it's like, we're dealing with that tech as well as, you know, oh, we've got like brand new CPUs and GPUs and, and all this fun stuff. And, but it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a history of tech that, that we, we go through and it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's great adventure for all of us. And, and um, it's great to see kind of the evolution of gaming well, uh, on a daily basis. It's also great to see the fans and how they receive it. Cause I've, I've received some messages on Twitter and, and I know Peggy, you're not on Twitter, but I know you are Jason is some fans who have like, Hey, I last played this, whatever the game was, this game when I was in high school and now I've got two children and my save just came forward. It's like trans, it's like a time machine. It's really unbelievable. And now they're share having, people are having gaming moments with their families, with their new families and their young families that they, they've never had before. That was kind of when they were, you know, a, a much younger version of themselves. So you're really doing a great job there preserving the technology and preserving those gaming moments. That's it's not just the technology, but it's the gaming moments, isn't it, Peggy? Yeah. I mean, um, we think of like preservation and people think that maybe that's like archiving and this is archiving makes it sound like we take the game and we store it in a vault and that's about it. Um, but preservation is much more than that because we know that these games represent people's memories, experiences, um, moments in their lives that, uh, have changed how they either, you know, game or interact with people. Um, and we knew that that was important, that we needed to preserve not just this, you know, digital game, but everything that that meant, um, which also meant like making sure that it played at the best that it could because people's memories, you know, we, we think games were the greatest thing back then. And then we look at them and they're like, well, compared to today's games, they, they, they seem a little bit, a little bit um, more primitive, but sure. um, sometimes we can do some some pretty cool magic to to kind of bring them a little bit more to the to modern times. Jason, I, I want to talk to you a little about your team and how your team works on the program. Because I mean, Peggy Peggy's team is kind of creating this this magic, but without your stage, when I say your stage, I mean the platform. It's it's it can't really come to life. So tell me about that side of it. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned before, like. Game preservation is now in the DNA of Team Xbox. You know, we've been on this journey of game preservation since 2014, and it really influences everything that we do. And I think we've learned a lot through this process. You know, when a lot of these games were originally written, the, the notion that the game could still be being played 10 years later on a fundamentally different piece of hardware, or when you think about something like running these games from the cloud, you know, what we're really focused on is, you know, to Peggy's point, so many people have these great emotions and these personal stories connected, but it's also about delivering these games to new generations of players in new ways that were completely not thought of before. You know, like one of my favorite stories is when we were first starting to experiment with auto HDR, uh, we, one of the first titles we tried it on was actually Fusion Frenzy from the original Xbox. That game was written before HD even existed, let alone HDR. And to be able to see that game, you know, looking and playing better than you've ever Whoops, how, Jason's running a little bit of a connectivity issue Being there. able to stream games. Right. Um, you know, like, that's a magical experience. And trust me, when the developers were originally making these games, say, on the Xbox 360, they never envisioned a world where they'd be streaming that to a mobile device uh, 10, 15 years later. 
So it's just, it's really exciting. And I think we've learned a lot of new ways to preserve these games and it really influences where we're going in the future. You know, you say, you talk about that and Peggy, I know your team has a lot, has released a lot of these titles for a streaming program. I know that I'm going to be traveling this week and I have my backbone and I'm ready to go. So I'll be able to really play these games in uh, frankly, a new way on a new platform a new form. I mean, everything about it is new, and 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 you, your team, and, and Jason's team, our team, is doing such an amazing job of giving me those games wherever I am. You know, we all we always tell Phil when we all play, when everybody plays, we all win, or that's what Phil says. That really feels rings true in so many ways on so many sides of our our business, doesn't it, Peggy? Absolutely. I'm so excited that you get to uh, play some games on uh, the XCloud. We, we also. Um, offered some new FPS boosts titles this week as well that specifically for uh, xCloud. So the, enjoy those for sure. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it's funny. We've got, if you go over to Xbox Wire, we have this article and here's kind of the graphic from the article, you know, over 70 new backwards compatible games. Many of them, you said you just, you just alluded to that, our, our FPS boost frame per second boost. Can you explain mm -hmm. a little bit about what that means to some folks that maybe understand, okay, frames per second, I get that. I guess I get more frames, but really talk a little bit about that if you would. <laughs> Um, so uh, a lot of times back in the day, these games were running um, at the best that they could, of course. Uh, so let's just say 30 frames per second on, on previous generations. Um, we knew that was partly because of a limitation of what the tech could do back then. Um, with the advances that we have with a, the latest consoles and things like that, um, we know that we can do better and take advantage of those um of those, those uh, extra power to allow for um, us to double it. And, and so things like 60 frames per second is now possible, um, which will uh, translate into a much smoother gameplay experience for yeah. you. It's also, you know, you talked about the resolution and whatnot. It's, I, I, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it's also a little unsettling. Because you're playing these games that that you know, you know that level, you know this street in this game or, or what have you. But now you're seeing it at so many more frames per second. You're seeing it per, sometimes even a higher resolution. You know, with some of the some of the magic that you do. So it's 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 really uh, it's really amazing to relive these games. And as people go into the holiday, this holiday season, I mean, we have an extraordinary amount of games available uh, in the back and pat program, don't we, Peggy? Uh, yeah, this uh, we have. Uh, we have thousands of games across uh, four different generations, right? right. Um, and uh, offering all, uh, everything from our first launch titles from the original Xbox, um, which is exciting, um, all the way to uh, any of our latest and greatest ones. Uh, they're, they're all anything that comes out on Xbox One today um, will be playable on even Series X and Series S just automatically. So. Yeah, and one of the other uh, interviews I had, Jason, I had somebody on from our uh, the, the development team or uh, the engineering team regarding uh, game streaming to the console. That's another thing that we're doing for console owners. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, we have a full interview later on in this show, but I figure you could hit it at high level. Yeah, you know, we're just really excited to be able to bring cloud streaming to the console. You know, one of our real focuses and one of our priorities is to make sure that, you know, we reduce the friction as much as possible for players wherever they choose to play. And with cloud gaming now coming to the console, you can stream games before you choose to download them and install them onto the console. So, you know, if you want to try the latest game in Game Pass, you can instantly do that from the cloud. Or maybe you... 
Oh, having a little bit of tech issue there with Jason. Hopefully we'll recover. Exciting uh, to enable this as a new capability on the platform. Yeah, and we'll have it. We'll have a full interview in case you miss what Jason said. There, we'll have a full interview uh, elsewhere in this show where we talk about that a little bit more. So it's great to see. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know, Peggy, when you think about the Back and Pat program, you know, you're streaming games to the console that couldn't play the games originally, but now it's playing from the. It's kind of this weird paradigm and this 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 weird you know console inception thing going on, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this world is crazy as it is. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we do these things and we have no idea if they're going to work. Right. And somehow they do. <laughs> like with it. Half the time we're always like, um, this works, but we're not sure why. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> See, you know, some people are like that. They're at home with their computer, some of their technology. It works. Leave it alone. Back and Pat, the back and Pat team knows what's going on. So they're, they're fine that way. But anyway, well, listen, Peggy, uh, Jason, uh, I want to thank you guys again on behalf of gamers, Peggy and Jason. It's always great to have you guys on the show. If you want to check out more of what we've got for these, uh, you know, for the releases, go over to news.xbox.com. I've got the full list of compatible games up on my blog. I'll link that off to that as well. But as always, uh, you know, Peggy, I know you, you probably don't see this because I know you're not on Twitter, but the gamers just think your team is a bunch of wizards. So on behalf of everybody, thank you for that. And Jason, always good to talk to you. Uh, well, thank Great you, Larry, for all these years of dealing with <laughs> all the feedback. I appreciate it. We listen to everything you 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 bring us. Um, but I know that you you got the the brunt of all the feedback, and and I think that was that was a great task of you to handle. <laughs> well, it's, it's a team effort, you know, I'll, I'll stand on the front lines and, and, and deal with, you know, kind of, I don't want to say deal with it, but kind of assemble that feedback and your team is in the back room kind of doing your magical work. So thanks gang, go check out those uh, titles available now over 70 new backwards compatible games. Some of them have FPS boost are available right now. So if you're a game pass uh, subscriber, or you have some of those old games kicking around, go check them out. Thanks gang. Thank you so much to all of our guests and wait, I'm still here. I'm still in the seat. Jason, the benevolent Jason Ronald has uh, deigned it that I can stay in the seat here for, for the now. second half of the show. For, for now. now. For now. <laughs> I won't get too comfortable. Always good to talk to Jason. Of course, Peggy, her the the her band of magical back compat wizards are, you know, working away there. It's also interesting to point out is 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 that the, you know the, the program really kind of they're they're kind of they're 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 done, right? They kind of talked about that is that they're they're let me see if I can bring up my notes here. There's a, there's a blog post on the, the Xbox anniversary celebration uh, over and over on wire on Xbox wire. And you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of wrap it up there. So it's, it's great to see the work that they've done there. So to celebrate it, they've got 70 new. And they've brought over hundreds and hundreds of games, uh, yeah. which I still go back and play. And the fact that they've added, um, you know, uh, FPS boost to there's a couple games now that I'm like looking at like, okay, I should uh, maybe go back. I've never played some of the fable games and stuff. So uh, right. I, I, that, that work is appreciated even for games that are what 15 years old at this point. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because the, the line they have in the blog post is talking about, uh, while I'm just going to read this verbatim, so bear with me. We continue to stay focused on preserving and enhancing the art form of games. We have reached the limit of our ability to bring new games to the catalog from the past due to licensing legal and technical constraints. So thank you for being part of the journey. So thank you so much for that. 
thank you for all of your, all the work those guys have done with that team. So. It was cool to see in, in, in the show, uh, on the stream on Monday, just like that moment. Cause that was such a seminal moment back in what, 2015, when that backward compatibility, uh, program was announced and they've done so much work. So, uh, my hat's off to them. Can we talk Larry. about something from the stream that, that no one's really talking about? A few people, a few, and, and you and I have been in television production for some time. You know where I'm going with this is, is mm-hmm. we have a new uh, extended reality stage. So if you go back and watch it, I mean, those people, it's not a green screen. They're on this crazy, it's the kind of the stuff that, you know, that people know that, that they're using for the Mandalorian. So, but mm-hmm. we don't have a child or a, or a, you know, a lightsaber. Um, but we've got. You have a child, Larry. Well, well, no, I'm just saying the, the child meaning, you know. I know, I so. know, baby Yoda. Um, but yeah, so that's our new, our new extended reality stage. And Jeff and I are dying to get back on that thing. Cause I want to see me in, ex- I don't know where, where should I go in extended reality? Let me know. And we'll see if we can do that. So. I know. I, I just want to see that stage. You've been in that room, right? So you, yeah, I've you've been, I've been, I've stuff. actually stood on the stage and I was doing some tests on that stage and hopefully we may, we may, sh- we may shoot, uh, earlier in the show, we talked about doing some interviews with some of the podcast folks. We may shoot some of that in there. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. Ooh, stay tuned. No, stay that would tuned. be really cool. Yeah, That'd be really cool. So stay tuned. Uh, All right, we got some news here to cover before we wrap up because we uh, we got a lot to do. So why don't you get started there, Jeffrey? What do you got? Sure. As, as momentous as this week has been uh, with the 20th anniversary uh, and and everything that entails and that we've talked about over the course of the last what close to an hour at this point, there's been more. And so uh, I will jam through some of these. There is an update, uh, the November Xbox update, which introduces color filters, audio settings, accessibility feature tags, and more. There's a ton there. Um, but basically, this increases accessibility. The color filters will help those who are perhaps uh, have uh, need uh, can use that customization, I would say, to distinguish between colors that might appear similar, um, especially uh, folks with, let's say, red-green color blindness. Um, and so you can go into the accessibility settings uh, on your Xbox console and yep. to uh, fine-tune those and make them make them good for you. Updated volume and audio output settings, um, new accessibility features uh, in the Microsoft Store. So game developers can tag their titles so that you know before you purchase what accessibility features are in those, and you can make your your purchase. Or I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of people talking about them on YouTube. A lot of, of folks that are involved with this, but it's always good to see it kind of all in one place as well. And you know, as of now, over 300 games, 325 games, including Microsoft Flight Simulator, Sea of Thieves, they already have that accessibility uh, data published. So take a look um, and inform yourself before you. By, invest. by the way, another tip. We're talking about Halo Infinite again is because uh, if we play with some folks from the studio is go in and change your colors, the default colors for like the enemies and the friendlies and the crosshairs. Go in there and do that because it'll some people are some people different colors will pop depending upon how you see things. Yep. Yeah. I ended up changing. So my enemy color from red to purple to like those really bright purple and my friendlies to yellow to offset. So it's sort of like a Lakers thing. And it took like <laughs> one match and I was already good to go. Um, but yeah, especially you know, people might change their armor to be red and then it can, you know, just that, that split second can can be helpful. Speaking of split seconds, oh my God, what a segue. Wow. Uh, we've talked a lot uh, as we we're gearing up for the launch of Xbox Series X and S about how these consoles, everything from the controller all the way to the HDMI, HDMI cable that goes into your TV are reducing latency and getting you closer to the game. Mm-hmm. Well, the those advances in uh, reduced latency, we are bringing that dynamic latency input feature to Xbox One wireless controllers 
with Bluetooth support. So those are the ones that uh, basically have the, the headphone jack in the bottom. Um, and so most of the those those ones that came out in like the last several years of the Xbox One generation, as well as uh, the Xbox Adaptive Controller and the Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2. Yeah, so, uh, that will basically deliver those inputs uh, more efficiently to your console for more responsive gaming. So basically, you're just going to be prompted to update the controller, and the controller does the rest. Uh, there's also additional uh, updates to the Xbox mobile app and uh, Xbox Game Pass and how that shows up on the console. We have all this over on Xbox Wire. It's a ton of stuff. Definitely dig into it and look into your settings and, yeah. and help customize the console uh, to suit you and your needs the best. A controller, you know, I was looking at the controller firmware. One of the controller firmware notes is we have better Bluetooth connectivity. We've got uh, support for Bluetooth low energy, which gives you know better compatibility. But one of my favorite things is the pairing button on the back here. Um, you can now double mm -hmm. tap that and it will go between the last remembered console and your wire, you know, your, maybe your PC would, or maybe yeah, yeah. your phone. It'll go back. You'll just go back and forth. So it's just like boop, 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 boop. So yep. it's kind of cool. So you don't have to repair every time. Yeah, that was, so it does save you. I, and trust me, I have given my feedback to the hardware team. It frustrates, right? I've been very clear. I'm like, what are you guys doing? This is the only Bluetooth device in the world that doesn't have a Bluetooth light. I don't know when it's pairing. So they, they, they're working on that and they fixed some cool stuff. Very cool. All right, Age of Empires. Sorry, only been, rant somehow, over, only been, rant over. Sometimes I just got to let you get it out of your system. Thank you. Uh, so about three weeks ago, that it was three weeks ago that Age of Empires 4 launched. And you might be thinking, I've played through campaigns. I've been enjoying skirmishes. What's next? Well, the Age of Empires team this week announced the roadmap. What is next for Age of Empires 4? Uh, talking about uh, a patch which has been released uh, that has both system updates and performance fixes. The winter 2021 update that's coming with it's a pretty a pretty meaty update, uh, adding a lot of uh, performance uh, and bug fixes and adjustments and all kinds of things that you, the fans, have been asking for. And then in spring 2022. A lot of new stuff coming up. Uh, UG user generated content creator creation control. You almost said UGC. Uh, creator tools. UGC. That's, that's real. That's what it actually says on the graphic. But that's such a that's the internal baseball thing. Yeah, that's the internal one. Right. Yeah. Seasons are coming. There's a ton of stuff coming. So um, as an H fan, head over to either ageofempires.com or Xbox Wire, and you will see that. This is really cool. Um, yeah. Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Um, is now enhanced on PC. So it's actually four years ago that Hellblade uh, first came out. And now, just, just this week, they made that free update to make the game uh, optimized, uh, not just for Xbox Series X and S, but the, which had already happened. Those enhancements are now coming to PC. So um, definitely want to take a look. There's some really cool reflection things, level of detail. Um, there's a lot of like sort of before and after pictures. Already a beautiful game. Right. Um, now even more advanced and really when you look at some of like the way the the ground water reflects on the ground it's like pretty staggering the advances that uh ninja theory has been able to do and you can check that out on xbox wire this one's for you larry yes did not see this coming uh minecraft and walt disney have combined uh to put the walt disney world magic kingdom uh into minecraft yes with the uh magic kingdom adventure dlc which is just so cool. There's a ton of skins. Um, I mean, characters that you can recognize. Attractions. Uh, and it seems, attractions, yeah. Like from 
uh, Toy Story. And so it's celebrating the 50th anniversary of, of Walt Disney World. Which it's I crazy, think I need to go I visit. I, have, I was supposed to go down there. I, I, you know, it's funny. I sent this to the to my friend who's the head of uh, PR for Disney World. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. have you seen these? Like, yeah, it's really kind of cool. When are you coming down? I'm like, well, does... And I asked him, I'm like, hey, I got to check the DLC out. Does the DLC have Club 33? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question, Larry. <laughs> what great was question. your favorite... What oh. was your favorite... Uh, when you lived down there, what was your favorite attraction? That's a really good question. Probably Splash Mountain. That okay. was like one that we just we just loved. Um, so going to high school in Florida, like you had something called Grad Night in California. They might have done something similar, um, where you would they would after they closed down the park for the day, close to graduation, seniors they got to go to the park and basically be there all night or a yeah. big chunk of the night. And then you drove back, uh, you know, you slept it off. But, and but, so, you had to, but you had to stop at the waffle house on your way home. <laughs> I didn't drive the bus. That would have been good. Oh, I stopped at the, bus. Okay. Yes. Uh, Osceola County, uh, waffle house or something, but, um, yeah. Uh, Splash Mountain was it. So it space mountain, big thunder mountain railroad, also a big fan of that one. It's a small world. Um, uh, and other uh, fan favorite attractions are reproduced as faithfully as possible in the game, which is so cool. Also, a bunch of like Disney characters, twenty nine of them, and Pixar characters to meet. I really want to check this out, I, and I, I think it'll. I know, it just seems so fun. I wonder if they have my so, favorite one in there. What's that? Well, it's no longer there. It was twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I remember that as a kid, and I remember just like I can't see anything out of the window. I just and, only because that was before I was a certified diver, so you know, going underwater is a big deal for mm-hmm. me. So that was like, oh, this is great. Even though you never really went underwater, right? You felt like you were going underwater, but you stayed the same. Everything stayed the same. So it's true. It's true. You were on a track. Um, I always thought it was funny. You had boats with wheels, but that's how it works. Anyway, so you want to check that out on the Minecraft marketplace, uh, wherever you're at and wherever you play Minecraft. Wait, Real there's quick, more news. I could stop. Oh, no, keep going. Keep it's a week of okay. news. It's the week of yes. news. So remember Outriders when that hit in the spring, huge moment, you know, landing day and date on Xbox Game Pass uh for console. It's now on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um, well, uh the team working on that has a huge update called the New Horizon update. It's a free update for the game. Uh, and and it's got new free content. It greatly improves the overall game. So definitely worth checking out. We had a lot of fun with Outriders. I remember playing all the way through. Definitely yeah. one of, probably my most played game through the spring. So um looking forward to going back to that. Of course, like I said, if you haven't tried it out, perfect time to try. It's on Xbox Game Pass for uh console and for PC. Um so go out there and enjoy it. Fun. We had a story on Xbox Wire this week uh, from Luke Bernard, um, a, uh, a dev who is producing a game that will be a free game, a free educational game uh, coming to Xbox next year um, called uh, The Light in the Darkness, which is about is an educational historical experience about the Holocaust in France. So I just wanted to call mm. that out as just like, uh, in, I, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for games to facilitate learning this is something i'm going to have my kid play um because it can when you come into that world it 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 it's different than like the words don't always jump off the page especially studying history it can sure. be a little dry and a little boring um and i think this is something people need to you empathize more when you're when well, you're I, I don't think it's an, i don't think it's an or jeffrey i think it's like you're going to learn tra- what some people consider traditional sure school. sure i'm not and saying this, don't read don't don't have that be the takeaway you know but the, yeah. but the, but here the here the here the 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 
you know, the students of today have such an incredible opportunity that you and I never had. I mean, we would, I don't know about you, but afterwards, if I found something interesting, I'd have to go to the public library because before the internet, look up in my world book encyclopedia and kind of read this dated article. And now to, to kind of exist in these worlds of uh, historical worlds are just, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. So it's, it's really, exactly. take a look at that too. Yeah. So that's, uh, coming out the light and the darkness next year on, uh, Windows PC and on Xbox. And we'll talk more about that when that comes out, but I definitely wanted to call that out. Uh, and then also because we're not doing a show next week for Thanksgiving. I'm assuming, no, we are, right? we are not, week. we are not brought, we'll, we're, cause I've got, I'm going to be traveling for the holiday. It's the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. So we'll be with family and some friends. So no show next week, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So this is the last chance I'll have to mention something you're going to be part of and and stay tuned to Major Nelson's uh, social channels. There's a Extra Life live stream uh, where Xbox will be celebrating 20 years of gaming and giving on Tuesday, November 30th. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk more Am about doing that, that as we get closer. Just not, I'm reading <laughs> Xbox. Okay. By the way, according to whoever wrote this post, God bless her, Jen Panettone. She does so much, yeah. uh, so much great work for Xbox. She called you a legend. Xbox legends I like know, Major I Nelson, s- Aaron Greenberg, and Phil Spencer. You, how did you get top billing out of that group? I, I would I love to know. I have no idea. I have no so idea. So you're going to be part of that stream. And so I would just say- I uh, think it's legends. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think she's calling me. I think it's- You're everybody. leading it off. I know. Wait, st- are, we doing a, are we doing a live podcast from that? Because that might be the case here. Because it's apparently a 10, 15. You've got an hour right. that you're lined up for this. So we should talk about that. Uh, because that would be really awesome. That would be really fun. Yeah. And uh, so let's just assume that I w- I might be joining an Xbox legend, uh, Major Nelson, for uh, the broadcast on that starts on November 30th. It goes through to December 1st. Legend. I don't know if that's... I'd go that route, but okay. I appreciate it. I wouldn't either, but... Legendary know, in my own it. mind. So... <laughs> wow. Did, are we thinking of the news? Because that that was that was a that was rapid fire. I mean, that would buckle up. That was that was breakneck. This was the Thanksgiving dinner of podcasts. It was just a whole lot. It was a more feast. than you could probably consume in one go. <laughs> but feast. you might have done it anyway. And now you're going to need a nap. Here's what you need to do. You know, once we're done with the show, go sit down, lie down, loosen your belt, and as Jeff said, take a nap because we just stuffed you full of news. We stuffed you full with news and information and oh, all sorts of fun stuff. Tips. I mean, what what more do you get, right? I mean, that, that's all, that's it. We've given you everything we've got, so now right. it's uh, time that's to it. time to put that turkey in the oven. Thank you, uh, thank you to all my guests for joining us uh, this week. Thank you to you um, for joining us. Remember, I usually put this at the beginning of the show. I'm saving it for the end. We release this show usually every Friday. You can find us on uh, on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all the great places. Uh, if you like it, please like it. If you subscribe, we're going to love you even more. Uh, you can maybe even find uh, Rebecca's mom floating around in the comments on YouTube. You never know. Uh, right, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. I've, again, we love your comments. We always go back through and, and reply, especially on YouTube where we can see them the easiest, but all reviews are welcome. So yeah. thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Rebecca will be joining us. She'll be back in the chair. She's been away and she's been busy for a couple weeks, but we'll be back. Again, we're off next week because of the uh, holiday here in the United States. We've got some obligations, family obligations we have to do, but we'll be playing. We'll be playing. We'll be on Battlefield, of course. We'll be on Halo Infinite. Look for us in there. Love to match up with you, against you, around you, whatever, whatever it takes. We're going to have some fun, right, Jeff? Absolutely. I, there's nothing better than after we get just our butts handed to us to see that tweet. To see the screenshot. (laughs) GG, Major Nelson, and uh, 
Hey, yeah. We're all having fun. That's all that matters. That's, I love it. I love it. We're in this game to have fun. All right, gang. We'll see you. Have, if you're in the U.S. or wherever you are, if you have a holiday coming up, have a great holiday. Have a great time with family. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for liking and subscribing. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.